there are less than 48 hours until Super Bowl 51. Do you know where your fantasy dopes are? Welcome to the Fantasy Dopes Podcast, Super Bowl Edition. I'm your host, Michael Warren Herbert III, and we're going to have some fun here on the final Friday night spotlight of the 2017 season. We're going to talk about the NFL Playoff Challenge that we have been running throughout the playoffs in conjunction with NFL.com. We'll also get into some news, some fun Super Bowl tidbits, and finally talk about the most important thing on Sunday, the food. Obviously. So without further ado, let's bring in the house guru, Johnny Faz. Johnny, how you doing? Michael Herbert. Great to hear from you again. How's it going? Oh, it's so good to be here and be back and be with you. I just can't contain myself. It's been a while. You know, it's funny. I was looking back. Last time we did a podcast was uh, for the wild card weekend, which was almost a month ago. It doesn't seem like it was a month ago. It seemed like it was about four months ago, right? It does seem like it's been a while, but I do feel refreshed and rejuvenated and seasoned. I feel seasoned. No? I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I'll go with it. I just feel seasoned. I feel like a, whether you're talking about a pork butt or a seasoned pro, I just feel seasoned. I'm ready to go here, <laughs> and I'm excited. Well, speaking of pork butt, we'll get into that uh, pulled pork recipe that you kind of alluded to earlier. We got a nice little recipe for that. I'm going to be making that on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be Instagramming those picks out throughout the day, uh, not along with the pulled pork, but we also have some other dishes that I believe you're going to make, uh, if I'm if I recall correctly. Yeah, well, we'll 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 deal with the food portion a little bit later. But also speaking of pulled pork. I was just talking, that's a terrible introduction. I've been talking to Jillian Parker lately, not that she's pulled pork or anything. We love her. And uh, obviously this is the final podcast of the 2017 football season. So we have to talk about Jillian. She's, she's in Nebraska. That's all we can tell you, but she's doing very well. She's got a date. No joke. She's got a date with a cowboy tomorrow night and uh, she's doing very well. And uh, maybe we'll get her on at some point in the offseason or in baseball land, and we can get an update about what she's up to. But that's your Jillian update. Well, I wonder how she feels dating a cowboy deep down inside. I, I... <laughs> deep, deep down. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not go off the rails here, huh? Let's not go off the rails just yet. So anyway, it is good to be back. I miss you. I miss everyone. I miss our loyal fan base. Let's talk about the NFL challenge, shall we? Or NFL playoff challenge, I should say. Yeah, not uh, not too great uh, on, on my end. I don't know about if you can, I guess, speak uh, the same for your your team as well. But uh, it was uh, it was a challenge. That's why they call it the playoff challenge, I guess. Uh, you know, going into it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna load up on the Patriots because I said, you know, wild card weekend edition when we were on I said that they were going to make the Super Bowl which they did however my strategy didn't really pull off too well just because I picked three Steelers I guess in hindsight I was just trying to chase points early on but I just didn't really foresee them I guess making it as far as they did which kind of burns me in the end because obviously with Patriots and Steelers you have two AFC teams one of them is going to get knocked out and you lose that bonus once one of those teams gets eliminated. So 
a good balance of NFC AFC would have been a lot better. Obviously, if I had picked Falcons players, if I knew they were going to make the Super Bowl, I would have done that. And my alternate universe pick was the uh, Falcons and Patriots. I just truly believe the Giants were going to pull it off and they couldn't even get it out of the first week. So bad on my part. And I guess for the challenge that kind of spoke to where I am at now, because, you know, I have uh, Garrett Blunt, I have Julian Edelman, I have the kicker Goskowski and the Patriots defense. Almost all of them had three times bonus. I took Garrett Blunt in the first round. That was my only player I had that was on a bye in week one. So he has four uh, times the amount of points that you would normally get if you just had him just the one week. And obviously my other four positions, I have Falcons players and I didn't pick a Falcons player previously. So that kind of screwed me in this whole challenge and there's no way I'm going to win it. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's interesting. Obviously I, I never do all that well in the beginning of things because it really takes me a little once through to figure out what I'm doing and a strategy and whatnot. Uh, I also think, especially with something like this, with all the bonus points, we really have to wait and see how it all plays out to, to get a clearer idea of where we end up. So we've got 51 people total, I believe, in the pool. And you're ranked, uh, you have 420, you have, you're 25th out of 51 with 420 points. I'm 32 out of 51 with 401. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I don't think either of us have a chance to win it. Um, but again, I've got four point four times the points with Brady. I've got four po- times the points with LeBlunt, two times with Jones, three times with Edelman, two times with Bennett, and two times with the Patriots defense. So I certainly have the opportunity to have a big game, but how much that will elevate me, I don't know. But Correct. Uh, and I'm looking at the know. first place team right now. Great name. Are you Incubus? Uh, to play on words for the band. And also uh, one of their songs is called Are You In? So I think that's what they were going for there. Don't know who this is. I would like to know who it is just because of the, the name itself. But in any case, he picked four Falcons and four Steelers players uh, going into the championship round. And all of his players were had three times the bonus points. So obviously whoever this was, I don't know who this is, thought that the Steelers and Falcons were going to make the Super Bowl. And he got half of those picks right. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's going to pick, you know, Patriot. Maybe he picks another Falcons player. Who knows? But I'm assuming he's going to pick a couple Patriots players. They'll have, you know, one only – he won't have any bonuses, actually, for those players. But, you know, in terms of Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman, Julio Jones, and the defense, they're going to get four times the amount of points that they normally would get. So, that's, that's a tough, you know – uh, person to defeat, especially at this point in time, um, unless the unless the Patriots shut them out. <laughs> Correct, <laughs> which exactly. is not likely. Which is not likely, but you never know. You never know. Very true. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is an interesting little um, challenge that we kind of came up with. You know, at first when we started, we had like ten people in the first week, and then all of a sudden it just kept growing and growing, and it got up to fifty-one users. And I think I had said that I was would have been satisfied with about 30 to 40 people in this. So for me, I think this was um, a success in my opinion. And hopefully, you know, we can keep things going and uh, hopefully, you know, this turns into something like more of a, a tradition, if you will, for us. Well, I, I definitely think that it, it did add a little bit more, a, a nice layer to the postseason. uh, 
uh, a nice way to kind of taper out of fantasy. It wasn't as intensive, but you still had to make some picks and some strategies. So I enjoyed it. Uh, I want to thank all of our partners over at NFL.com for doing a great job. <laughs> they were wonderful, and uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it was interesting, and I, I would definitely do it again. So yes, and whoever does win this, we're definitely still have a prize out. We're not flaking away from that. Obviously, uh, you know, like not I said, at I don't, all. I don't know who this is, but you know, if this person winds up winning, we'll have to get in touch with them somehow. I guess I can post a group message at some point so you know if if you're listening to this and if you're in this and you win definitely reach out to us either on our twitter you can find us at fantasydopes at gmail.com or you can just go into this group homepage here and just send us a message and uh give us some of your information and we'll get in contact with you that's all i got to say about that i'm thinking potentially if this incubus guy wins that what we'll do is i have some uh, some Incubus CDs from my youth and we could sign them and give them to him as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm you sure know? he has all the CDs, but that, that would be I'm not signed by the fantasy dopes. Come on. Come yeah. On. That's gotta be worth something. S- something. I don't know what, but it's worth something. We'll, we'll figure it out, Whether maybe John will give you a massage, whatever you're into. It's fine. Um, but let's, let's, so What's we got the Super Bowl Sunday? Super Bowl Lee Lie? What is it? Fifty one? Super Bowl fifty one, right? 50, yes, fifty one. Why L-I. is there an L there? What is the L for? L is what does 50. the L stand for? L is fifty. That's the Roman numeral for fifty. L. Is L that makes no sense. Well they the didn't want to are... do that for last year because it would have just looked weird. Super Bowl L? People would have thought like, oh, they took the L. So that's why they yeah. did like the, the golden fifty. That's why they kind of, they, you know, obviously it was a big deal. It was the 50th year. They wanted to blow it up. So instead of using the L, they just used the big 50. But now that they've gone past that, they're going to start incorporating the Roman numerals once again. It's L-I. L-I. Long Island. Island. They should have held it out in Long Island somewhere. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Uh, One bit of news we haven't gotten to yet. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or later. Is Beyonce is pregnant with twins? Is that some? Where does that fit in? Well, I guess the only place that would fit in would be, I guess, rumors of the halftime performance. Uh, apparently, Lady Gaga <laughs> wanted to bring her out. Unfortunately, Beyonce, like you said, has twins. She's got other duties to take care of, so she will not be performing at halftime with Lady Gaga. However, Mr. Tony Bennett, ninety-year-old Tony Bennett will be accompanying Miss, Mrs. Lady Gaga, or I guess Miss Lady Gaga, uh, Miss, Mrs., I don't know. In any case, Miss Lady Gaga, let's play it safe here. Uh, and they will be performing together on, on the stage. So, uh, yeah, a little interesting. I mean, I'm not a Well, they've Gaga done that fan. before. They, I think it was the Grammys. They've, they've performed together yes. before. Yes, correct. And but actually been Bennett, there, done that. And Bennett has actually been, uh, he performed in a Super Bowl back in 95, it was actually your known favorite. to be. It was your favorite performance. It was known to be the worst performance in Super Bowl history in terms of halftime performances because it wasn't even like a singing, like performance. It was an acting performance that was tied to, um, what was it? Um, 
Indiana Jones. Yes, Indiana Jones, like lost, yeah, Temple of Doom or 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 the Eye or something. It was some weird, crazy stuff. I don't even remember. I I I saw a video a couple years ago because one of my friends writes for NJ.com and he had made a list of the best performances and that was like the worst one. But I was just surprised that that actually happened and that occurred. So it sounds like typical marketing, but whatever. Yeah, Yeah, at least I guess Tony Bennett now can redeem himself for that performance i'm sure he'll do a wonderful job when he gets up there but that's about it for beyonce that's all i got well, she performed in super bowl l right wasn't she the, she the did. main yes the her bowl it was coldplay and bruno mars that's that was not bad that was actually all right i know you're a yeah. big coldplay fan yeah a little controversy uh, right, with the whole a little controversy <laughs> with the uh black pants oh man let's get moving all right so you, let's let's talk about some fun I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna tee you up, but let's talk about some fun Super Bowl facts. We have our, our our crack research department gave us a couple of facts, so let's just spit a few out here. Let's talk. Let's spitball here. All right. What do you got yeah, for me? Johnny. You want me to start? I'm gonna start. All right. Yeah. Why don't you start with uh, the line for all the gamblers the out there? All right. Super Bowl Long Island or 50 or LI. Uh, Pats are minus three versus the Falcons. I I guess that's pretty good. It's a very to, you know, all all jokes aside, it's a pretty tough game to call, right? I mean, you've got the best defense, more or less, or one of the best defenses. You got the best offense, uh, neutral field, the turf. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, if, if you want to throw one of these tidbits out, I can throw one out right now. Uh, since you said please, best please. offense and defense, Falcons finished first in the NFL by averaging thirty three point eight points this season. So highest offensive scoring team facing. The lowest scoring defense. Patriots finished first in the NFL by allowing only 15.6 points per game. So, if you break that down to a half, yeah, it's pretty close to three points. I just feel like uh, this game is not going to have over 59 points scored. I think it's going to be a little closer. Um, The Atlanta offense, they're dynamic. They have two running backs that are pretty much capable of running and catching the ball out of the backfield and gaining a ton of yards. And the Patriots usually clamp down on their running backs, especially on their defense. And, you know, I'm sure Malcolm Butler is going to be covering Julio Jones. And Jones has had an excellent postseason thus far. He's had at least 150 yards receiving with two-plus touchdowns in each game. So Belichick's known for stopping their the star wide receivers in the Super Bowl. You can look at Plaxico Burris in 07-08. He only had a couple catches for 29 yards. Obviously had that big touchdown to win the game. But besides that, they've really clamped down their star wide receivers. So I expect Jones to at least have 50 yards in this game and at least five catches, in my opinion. I don't know if he goes over 100. I think that's a little too generous, in my opinion. I just, you know, I just see this as more of a close game and a low-scoring game. I definitely think it's going to be close. I don't think anyone's blowing anyone out here. Um, I think it really, I I think it's going to come down to how tight Atlanta plays. If they can find it within themselves to be, to to stay loose, to stay calm, stay within themselves, stick to the game plan. then I think they have a very good shot at winning because certainly the Patriots have the experience. They have, you know, the best quarterback arguably to ever play the game. And they've got some good weapons, right? They've got some good running backs. They've got the great defense. 
They've got receivers that can do the job, and they got Tom Brady. So, really, the Patriots should win. But if Atlanta can stay the course, they can stay calm and not play tight, I mean, they are loaded with weapons. You can shut down Julio Jones all day long. You've got two tremendous running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. you got Taylor Gabriel. You've got other weapons there. So, it's really going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I think if Atlanta scores first in this game, I think that puts a lot more pressure on the Patriots than it does the the Falcons. Because like you said, if they play loose, I think if they score first, whether it be you know a touchdown or even a field goal, I think for them to score in their first possession on offense, I think would be very key for them to at least be in contention with the Patriots. Now, I'm not saying you know if they score first, they're going to win the game. I just feel like it would be i think it would be a much tighter and much closer game if they come out first offensive series and score some points absolutely and and for, i always feel like that playing on the turf and inside the dome in Houston gives maybe just a slight edge to to Atlanta just cuz they they're the they play on the turf at home you know you're not dealing with any weather or whatnot so they're going to be nice and comfortable I can't even say anything besides yes to that because <laughs> it's just simple facts. I mean, the Patriots yeah, play outdoors yeah. or in New England. They don't normally go sure. to turf fields. Uh, all their divisional opponents are playing outside Buffalo, Miami, and New Jersey. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They don't really take any visits to the Dome. And, you know, when they do, they've lost to the Giants. Ouch, babe. Ouch, babe. That's a great transition to this next tidbit. Uh so the Patriots have won four of the nine Super Bowls that they've been to in history, in the history of the NFL. I gotta double uh, check to see if they've been in nine total. Uh, I know they've been in six high. with Brady. Feels uh, high. Feels I, high. I, I, I know I, that I know. they were one in eighty. What was that? Eighty, eighty-five. They Against lost the Bears. Bears. Yep, and they were in another one. I think I believe. So, yeah, it would be. It's like Brady's been to six. The team has been to eight, and this will be their ninth. I believe that's. Oh, this will be the, their ninth. Oh, yes, correct. I'm, fire, I'm firing someone in research there. <laughs> in any case, they've won four. Your thoughts? I'm sick of Brady and Belichick being in the Super Bowl all the time. I think there's got to be another team in the AFC. Um, I'm excluding the, the Steelers as well. There's got to be somebody new to come up in these playoffs and, and defeat these teams. I'm getting sick of these teams being in it every year. And I, we work, I work with a, a bunch of... New Englanders and they're you know all, all sipping the Kool Aid right now and it's just it's getting bothering now it's bothering me a bit this whole you know Goodell thing with the Deflate Gate and all this bullshit about that I just want it to be over I want this shit to be way under the bridge by next year and there better be a new team that's in contention to completely destroy the Steelers and the Patriots. I want both those teams to not be in Super Bowls in the next 10 or 15 years. All right, so here's here's another one for you folks. Since 2000, the Super Bowl over under has hit both sides equally, which is interesting. 8 of 16 games. I'm already confused, John, so explain that to us. All right, so basically over under for this game is 59 points. As you can tell, if the, both teams score over 59, and that hits. If they don't, they miss it. I'm predicting they don't score over 59. That's just my opinion. I think I would take the under in this game. I just have a feeling it's going to be closer and not as high scoring as a lot of people are thinking this may be. 
and the other side where it says cover the spread pets right now they're minus three like you said field goal uh, the Falcons would have to win by more than three to or I should say the Patriots have to win by more than three in order to cover the spread so if the Patriots win by only two they didn't cover so that means that that would happen 12 of 16 times in, in the last 16 Super Bowls since 2000. So we have seen, I don't know if you want to call it a trend, but certainly a large amount of the playoff games this postseason have been tight in the first half, blowout second half. I mean, really, I would say most of the games, except maybe one or two, have all followed that blowout second half, right? Yeah, yeah. The only the only game that that didn't was you know that was actually exciting and competitive were, was the Cowboys and Packers game. And I would say in Dallas. Yeah, I guess uh, the Houston New England game ended up getting more or less blown out, right? Yeah, fourth quarter Patriots were just like, oh, we'll just win this. So I mean, so, right? I mean, which which you know is is a given. But uh, so I mean, is is that a is that a trend? If if you're plotting, if you're thinking. You know, are you taking that into consideration at all, or you just wipe all that stuff out, you know? I would slightly take it into consideration only because of the Falcons' offense. They pretty much dismantled the Seahawks and the Packers, and you can argue both those teams looked great, you know, going into their wins. Obviously, the Seahawks winning the one week, and the Packers winning two weeks prior to their matchup with the Falcons in the championship game. But honestly, with the Patriots... To me, they just had an easy road to win. I know the Steelers were pretty good, but their offense just wasn't that great in in the in the two games that they played, um, playing in in Pittsburgh against Miami, and then going to Kansas City and playing the Chiefs. I just was not impressed with their offense in those two games. So, with the Patriots again, they just have such a great coaching staff, and obviously the players that are on the team, mostly Brady, carry the offense to win and you can't discredit their defense Their defense is one of the best too so I I just to me it's looking at this game itself like you got the best offense going against the best defense so it's who's going to crack you know I I just think it's going to be evened out in my opinion so I just think that it's going to be a a close game like I I could see I I said this you know wildcard weekend I I predicted the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl I'll I'll still stick by that prediction and if you want to give me like a score or give you a score, I'm going to say Patriots 25, Atlanta 22. That's just a random guess. They have Deion Lewis who has played 16 games in two seasons with the Pats, including the postseason, and the team has won all of them. And Lewis is healthy in this game, by the way. So will that streak happen? So talk about streaks. That's one to consider as well. But – Hey, you got to play the game, huh? Absolutely. Um, well, I'll run down a couple more of these. Um, yes, we'll we'll start with um, the uh, Falcons, I guess. This is their second trip in the Super Bowl ever. They lost in 98 to the Broncos when Elway was the quarterback. That was his last season. Went out a champion. They won 34-19. And I, I actually remember that game. I can remember where it was and the people and whatnot. So, interestingly enough, I can't say that for everyone, but uh, all the Super Bowls. But I remember that one. So Must have been a, a one near and dear to your heart. <laughs> Very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Going on to the, the Patriots now, 11 of, 12, 11 of the last 12 teams that won the Super Bowl all wore white. 
believe it or not. And the only team that didn't, dating back 12 years ago, were the Green Bay Packers in 2010. They wore their green when they beat the Steelers. And I, a little bit of tidbit, speaking of where I was and whatever, I remember that game very vividly. I know it was only seven years ago, but I almost predicted the exact score of that game and predicted the final outcome in my uh, school newspaper. I said they were going to win 28-27. I believe it was like 28-25 or something like that. It was somewhere around those numbers. Do you have any proof of this? Do you have a copy of the of the paper? The Montclairian is somewhere in my parents' house, I believe. I still have it. And I had said in my blurb that expect a late, like, last drive touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. And that's exactly what happened. Uh- I would love, I think the fans would love if we could find some proof of this and, and put it up online for everyone to look at. Maybe I'll have my parents dig for it when uh, they come over for Super Bowl Sunday at my brother's place. I think that would be great. I think the fans would appreciate that. You know, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I'll see what we can uh-huh. come up with. Uh-huh. Well, and uh-huh. just, a, just a tidbit for this one. The pay, uh, Pats are going to wear white in this game. The Falcons are wearing the red. So something to keep an eye on. Talking about trends. All right, well, let's let's get some good juju going for the Falcons fans and, and whatnot. So head coach Dan Quinn has coached, and this is pretty interesting, Super Bowl 48, he served as the defensive coordinator with the Seahawks when they beat the Broncos. Yes, and that was in 48, otherwise known as Super Bowl XLVIII. That was played in East Rutherford. In East Rutherford, New Jersey, in a massive snowstorm. Not really, but... The snowstorm came right after the Super Bowl. It was almost. Yes, it was. No, it was right after, yeah. They just got out of the airport as, like, the snowstorm was starting to hit. Oh, that's right. That would have been awesome. The following year, still with the Seahawks, lost to the Patriots. This time they called it Super Bowl XLIX, or 49, <laughs> or Ixalix. Uh Then... Took a job as the uh, with the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, and here he is, 2016 season, even though it's 2017, back in the Super Bowl. So, what I'm saying here is Dan Quinn has got the magic magic touch. Apparently, I mean, I don't know where he's getting it from, but he's obviously he's he's proved everybody wrong. And you know what? I feel like the Falcons here kind of gotten underappreciated the whole season. I mean, I remember just like thinking about. Our you know our podcast talking about the team, a lot of it was you know just mainly the running backs and and sometimes Julio Jones because you know he got injured a couple of weeks, and Matt Ryan was kind of not really touted as like a really great quarterback up until midway to three quarters of the way into the season, where he was putting up insane numbers, and now looks to be the MVP of the of the league. We mentioned Taylor Gabriel and Austin Hooper a lot more than we ever mentioned Matt Ryan. Now, given we talk a lot more about, you know, fantasy pickups and and waiver wires and all that kind of stuff. So obviously you drafted Matt Ryan, you played Matt Ryan. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about for a fantasy podcast. But 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 nevertheless, we mentioned Gabriel and all these guys a lot more than we ever mentioned him. So you're you're right. You're absolutely right. And to piggyback on the Matt Ryan situation in drafting, I'm assuming, you know, maybe 12, 14, 16 team leagues maybe scooped him up late in the rounds. But if you were in a 10 or 8 team league, there are chances that he wasn't even drafted in your league. 
you may have picked him up early on in the season. And if that's the case, that was probably your best pickup of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I was definitely high on him several years ago. I had him and, you know, he's kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit. The Falcons have often put up, you know, very good offensive numbers, but never had the defense to match. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's great. Everyone loves Matty Ice out of Boston College. And uh, there seem to be a lot of, if not Falcon fans, a lot of people certainly rooting for the Falcons. So Agreed. I think it's, I said this earlier, I believe to you, this Super Bowl is pretty much going to be known as New England versus the world. Because at this point, they're pretty much like the evil empire, if you will, if I may take a Star Wars reference, going up against the Rebels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well done, uh, Star Wars reference. My six-year-old will appreciate that. (laughs) I got to stay trendy, you know what I mean? But I will be be rooting for the Falcons personally. I just don't want to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl, in my opinion. I mean, if he does, that'll be the fifth time. No one's ever won five Super Bowls ever. So that's uh, impressive in itself. I wouldn't be mad if that happens. I would just kind of be like, like whatever, like this guy's won again. This is you know same old, same old. I, I just want something new. I think if the Falcons won, they never won a Super Bowl before. It'd be nice. I agree. I would. As we're coming to a close here soon in the podcast in the season, I agree. Here's the thing. I do want him, he and Belichick, to win another Super Bowl. I also would like Matty Ice and the Falcons to win one. I think it'd be great. So. I don't care if it's this year or whatever, but I, I would like them to, to get that fifth Super Bowl, but I'd also like the Falcons to win. So either way, I'm okay with it. But once they get that fifth, then I'm then I'm over them for sure. Then I want to I want nothing to do with them. That's I, I think that's totally fair to say. You like to see history be broken. Your records are supposed to be broken. I could see that point of view. But also you want to see the little guy win. You want to see the, the underdog, you know? Okay, so before we're going to – We'll we'll have our closing comments on the Super Bowl. We have a few more things to get to here, but there's one bit of news. I want to deviate from the Super Bowl for a minute and get to a, a little bit of news. And what what's that news, Johnny? Well, we kind of discussed this. I don't know if we discussed this on the show or just in our production meetings, but Roger Goodell had his press conference earlier this this week before Super Bowl week. Goodell had said that he remains very committed to Thursday night football despite player complaints and bad ratings, he pretty much said that they were competing up against a world series that nobody had ever seen before a presidential debate that again, nobody has really seen before. And once those kind of tapered off, their ratings started to go higher and he felt that the, the level of play also was very competitive, which Sounds to me like he's Donald Trump. It just sounds like in his press conferences, he's spitting out alternative facts. I will say this. It was an interesting year when you you take in uh, a very good MLB postseason, the Cubs, the great World Series, and the the Trump thing for sure. I mean, just the politics, whatever. It was a crazy year. So I wouldn't do anything. I would see how next year plays out. And to, just to try to get a little more information, a little more data. So some interesting things that I, I, I do think that they, there's some room for experimentation on Thursday night. Uh, maybe less less commercials, a way to speed up the game, a way to try some new things on Thursday night. Uh, and I thought there were some interesting things there. I think that you could find a group of sponsors 
that would sponsor that game. I know that there's been a lot of talk in baseball about this, the, you know, the time of play and whatnot, but I, I, I really feel it a lot more in baseball. I mean, I'm sorry, in football than I do in baseball, as weird as that sounds. Uh, you know, it's just, it felt like it's just constant commercials and timeouts and stopping of play. Uh, and they felt that it was not very organic. Uh, so I'd love to see some experimenting with, sponsorship and speeding up the game uh, on Thursday nights and see what they can do. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of put a bow on this, I, I can kind of see what you're saying with the, the pace of play. Your source is correct. I believe they want to go from four minute to three minute commercials after every quarter. And I guess that'll speed it up a little bit and maybe cut out a commercial after each break. But not only that though, I think it's also just the the player performances and the short amount of time they have to take to prepare, practice, get ready for the Thursday game, and then play another game the following week on a Sunday or Saturday or Monday night, whatever it could be, and just kind of shorten their their weeks up. I think that was mainly the issue for players. Yes, uh, yeah, their side. I don't care about that though. Yeah, like. As a as an NFL consumer, you kind of just want to see action. You want a good game, and there was a lot of games that were teams just kind of blew out their opponents. And by the time halftime hit, most of these games were already in the books. You're just watching it from a fantasy perspective if your player was going to put up points or not. So I think it was just a bad draw. There's a lot of bad matchups in my opinion. I mean, you have the Jaguars, Titans. You know, the Titans are decent, but just not a sexy matchup on paper. And it was always a conference game, which you would think would be a good thing. I haven't gone back and looked at last year's Thursday night games to compare. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens this, this next year without the political madness and without, uh, well, you're going to have the MLB again, but we'll see. All right, well, let's 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 talk about something very near and dear to my heart real real quick as we exit here we've talked a lot about what you're doing so why don't you take us through relatively quickly but take us through your food situation for for the sunday i know you've put a lot of thought and effort into it well yes uh we'll have a lot of good food coming out on super bowl sunday at the household i will be at i'm going to be at my brother's place in asbury my folks are coming over i got a bunch of friends coming over my brother has some people coming over, and we're all going to be chipping in at bringing up all these different types of foods from different places. And I took it upon myself to make good use of my slow cooker crock pot that I got for Christmas, and I decided that I was going to make some pulled pork sandwiches, essentially. So I bought a nice pork shoulder, uh, actually earlier this evening on Friday night. Got a pork in bone shoulder from the butcher. And he told me to basically cook it all, put it in a pot, put some rub on it with all the spices and cook it for about four minutes on each side. So it browns. And then once that happens, you just transfer it over into a crock pot with onions, garlic and some olive oil, along with the mixture of the spices and barbecue sauce, of course. And I'm actually going to throw it in overnight. I, I was debating on whether to do it during the day. Or if I should just do it overnight so that it's warm by the time I wake up and I transfer it over to my brother's place. And that's, I think, the plan I'm going to use. I'm going to have it on a low heat for 10 hours, have it cooked throughout the night. Should be ready to go by the time I wake up. 
That way I can just easily transfer it over. It'll still be warm. Plug it in, and then we'll have it served right before kickoff around 6 p.m. So I, you know, I took it upon myself to do that. I think it should come out pretty good. I'll post pictures online of the process. If anyone wants the recipe, I can certainly provide a link somewhere. You can click on it. I also got some coleslaw on the side so you can put it on top of it. And I actually bought some pigs in a blanket as well. Um, I, I just bought the cocktail franks from Nathan's and some biscuits that were from a light fluffy brand. Some cheap brand, I believe. Um, basically, just going to cut them in half. They're the jumbo size. Cover them up in the little pigs and throw them right in the oven. That's about it. That, that was my secret weapon. All right, all right. So you've put a lot of thought and effort into this. I, I'm sure your guests will appreciate that. Uh, I know all of our millions of Instagram followers will appreciate all the all the pictures and whatnot. But that's good. And we we did a lot of. We've talked a lot about you know uh, your Super Bowl food heading into the weekend, bone versus no bone, all that good stuff. But I'm excited to see how it turns out. One question I have: What did you do for the buns? Oh, that's a great question. I was actually going to say that as soon as you were done speaking. I bought King's Hawaiian bread, small rolls. So they're like little sliders. Okay. All right. That's good. Hawaiian. All right. So, all right. I was going to suggest like a, a Martin's potato roll. Excuse me. Martin's potato roll type of, of, of bun. So I, that feels like it's in the same wheelhouse. So I like that. I like yeah. That. The, the Hawaiian bread's a little sweeter. The barbecue sauce I got is like a sweet and spicy sauce. So mm -hmm, I figured mm -hmm. that would go really well with the Hawaiian bread. I just haven't had Hawaiian bread in so long. I, I personally wanted to get it. And they're small enough that you can get, you know, three on your plate with no problems. Oh, sure. So, yeah, I just thought, hey, Hawaiian bread. I've had Martin's on my burgers a lot the last year. I'm going to go with the Hawaiian bread this year. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, I like it. I I wish I could sample. Uh, do you think you could? You think you could actually steal some Tupperware from your brother and bring me a sample on Monday? That's very possible. That's I can certainly... that would be. That's. I tell you what. I don't know that I can reciprocate, but I could try. <laughs> but you bring me a, one of your one of your your uh, pork sandwiches there. So this is what I've learned lately. Now, as you all know, I have a young uh, three-month, almost three-month-old child now, uh, as well as my eldest child, a six-year-old. So very busy. We've had a, a busy couple of weeks lately. Unfortunately, I had some, some deaths in the extended family and whatnot. So God bless, what have you. Uh, but we've had to do some hosting of things, and I've – Instead of cooking, which I've done a lot of in the past and whatnot, I've actually done a lot of catering lately, and I've, I, I, I mix and match my catering and whatnot. Uh, so what I'm doing for this Super Bowl party, I'm going to be getting a shitload of these little – I wouldn't call them sliders, uh, but they're little burgers, and I get them from this place called White Mana, and it's in Hackensack, New Jersey – and if you go to do a very well-known burger, tiny little, tiny little burger joint here, one of the best burgers in Jersey. And also, for what it's worth, the DailyMeal.com ranked White Mana the number 21 out of the top 25 cheeseburgers in New Jersey. Oh, no, 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 no. In the United States of America. 
So these are pretty legit. And they're like the original White Castle type burgers. A little meatball. They smash them down. They throw some onions. They use a Martin's potato roll. They're delicious. I go, I get a couple massive trays of these things, and they are huge hits at a party. So uh, we'll be chowing down on a lot of those and more. So Sounds like we need a food trade-off on Monday. Yeah, I'm going to do my – I'm trying to think logistically how I can actually snake one of these and wrap it up. And so I, I'm going to do my best to make that happen for you. So because Same here, know. same here. Although maybe I'll just go to White Man on the way to work and bring you one. That would be fresher. Oh, now that would be above would and be beyond. Above and beyond. But that's what I do, John. I go above and beyond. And this is going to lead us into – when you talk about above and beyond, I do want to – we joke around a lot. We have uh, a good time, I hope. I hope your listeners have a good time. I'll keep this short and simple. But I do want to thank everyone. Uh, this is our first year doing this. Obviously, we're, we're you know we're, we're just getting going here. Uh, but I had a great time. I appreciate you and all of your efforts. You do a lot behind the scenes, much more than anyone else. And, uh, I appreciate you and everything you've done. I appreciate, uh, our listeners. Uh, I appreciate my mom and, and my wife for letting me, uh, do this. And I just want to thank everyone. I love everyone. And, uh, thank you. And I love you. And I look forward to doing some fun baseball stuff and, you never know. Maybe even come back for 2018 football. Who knows? Or 17, whatever it is. <laughs> well, thank you. That's very thoughtful of you to say and, and give a shout out. Obviously, your contributions are not going unnoticed. We greatly appreciate your input and being as a host and, and sometimes as a guru as well. It's very insightful. Different perspectives is not a bad thing at all. It's, it's certainly positive and uh hopefully you know we can keep this going like you said we're going with baseball and and hopefully the 2017 season you know becomes more of a hit with this podcast so you never know we got to figure that out we got certainly a long ways to go some things to overcome we'll see if we can make things happen i believe that we can i believe in my heart i believe in my heart yeah <laughs> anything is possible like like kevin garnett that's right. That's now, right. before we sign off, I think it's only appropriate that we end it with a fantasy football type of talk here. Really quickly, you just name a player off the top of your head. How about we do what player surprised you the most this year in fantasy football? And in turn, what player are you most targeting as of this po- moment right now? It could be any position. doesn't matter. Who are you looking to target the most? All right, so who surprised me the most? I, I mean, I, I, I have to say Dak Prescott, right? I mean, not a high draft pick. Wasn't obviously expected to even in play, and he comes up and, and he's in the MVP talk and, and had a wonderful rookie year. If you're Johnny Manziel, if you're, if you're Peyton Manning or Eli Manning or the greatest or, – or, or Andrew Luck, right? I mean, he, what uh, better than all these guys? What an amazing rookie year he had! I don't care how good his line is. I don't care how good Ezekiel Elliott is. He got—he was amazing. So I, I have to say that he was the most uh, impressive uh, and the guy that you know kind of caught me off guard. I would say that's a good one. And who are you looking to target? Are you looking to target I, that, that? That you know, I mean, that's a tough. That's a tough question because as I as I go through my Rolodex, you know, looking at target, you know, I'm a I'm a deep sleeper guy. So um, 
when I think about next year and value and all that stuff, tough question. I'm going to throw out a couple of names here that just stick out to me. Kenneth Dixon, who never really exploded onto the scene this year. Uh, but there's a guy that could have a, a high ceiling next year as the guy in, in Baltimore. Um, we talked about him all year. I don't know. For some reason, he popped in my hand. Terrell Pryor, if they can get their quarterback situation figured out in Cleveland. I mean, he had a breakout year. I think that uh, there's a lot more there. If if they, st- I can't even remember who their 15 quarterbacks are, but the one of them who was the one rookie that had had a, lo- a very good connection with uh, Pryor. So uh, what, what's Cody Kessler? What's, Cody was it Kessler? No, I think it was the other one, wasn't it? I don't know. Jesus I Christ! It was Cody Kessler that had a good. Maybe connection. it was. Maybe yeah. it was. But 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 Pryor's a guy that I mean he had a breakout year as a wide receiver and. and Certainly, there's there's some future there. And again, I'm going, you know me, I'm I'm a deep cut kind of guy. My last pick would be Derrick Henry, running back for the Titans. Demarco Murray had a a great year. I don't think everyone or even maybe anyone expected him to have the year that he did. That being said, how long can he sustain it? I don't know. I think Derrick Henry's got uh, certainly has a, a lot of upside. He, he got some experience in there, and I think he'll he's someone to look at with a high ceiling moving forward. Uh, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. I also want to throw another question out at you, though. You had some serious late injuries to uh, the Tennessee quarterback, as well as to Mr. Carr for the Raiders, and I I, don't, I can't even remember. I don't know if there was another one. What kind of impact do you see those injuries having moving into next year, even if they are healthy? Yeah, I mean, that's something to look into. I'm personally not going to go after either of those guys. Uh, I, I'm assuming Carr will be taken off the board in a 10-team league, maybe not an eight. I guess as a backup, you can definitely take him. I'm going to be a little cautious of him going forward. Obviously, he's still a great quarterback. I think he'll be a top-10 guy if he comes back healthy. You know he, he's doing okay. Uh, it's just a little worrisome. You know, tearing an ACL—that's a difficult injury to come at. You know, out of. And uh, same with Mariota. I think Mariota could be a top ten guy. He's got some weapons. They're young guys. They could definitely be much better uh, in the next couple of years. So we'll see what happens with those guys. I'm going to be cautious in picking them. I'd rather go after Tom Brady. I'd rather go after. Drew Brees, in my opinion, again, we're going to have to see what happens from now until pretty much August when drafts start to, to pop up. I think that's that's a, a road that's going to be have to come down eventually. It's just right now, I just don't see me drafting those two guys. Well, all right, that's fair. And I, I, well, I, have, I have one other guy, my quarterback next year. I think I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. I was thinking uh, the same as well. I think that's going to be his his breakout year, in my opinion. He saw you kind of saw flashes from him this year. He kind of tapered off in the end there, though. It just didn't wrap up a great fantasy season, in my opinion. He was a great NFL quarterback. He just wasn't a great fantasy guy this year, and I think that changes next year. Well, yeah, I'm trying to pull up his stats real quickly here, so we can we can talk a little bit more intelligently. Well, why don't you go through that? I'm going to say my guy that surprised me the most this year. I mean, I've talked about him before, Matt Ryan. I mean, going from a, a backup quarterback in, in 
larger leagues to the MVP, of, you know, of the whole NFL, most likely. I'm assuming he's going to be the MVP. I mean, if not him, it might be Rodgers or it might be Brady. But, I mean, going to the Super Bowl, I think that kind of put him over the edge, in my opinion. And a guy I'm going to target next year, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the Saints. I think with Brandon Cooks, there's a chance he may leave. There's a chance that he does not like the front office and how they dealt with him this year. He was kind of ignored. Thomas led the, the team in receiving yards, and they got Willie Sneed, who I thought would be an excellent receiver, and he did do well. I think he had 1,000 yards as well. It's just Michael Thomas, man. He got the yards, he got the catches, and he got the touchdowns. So I'm expecting big things from Michael Thomas next year. I think he's going to have an excellent year. I'm going to go heavily after him in my leagues. And I'll throw another guy out there. I don't know if you saw this guy. I liked him in our Twitter account just because I wanted to save him for this discussion, actually. Now, he's not even in the NFL yet. He's an NFL prospect, if you will. He's a college guy right now. But let's throw out the name David Joku. I think I'm saying his name right. He is. He plays for Miami. He's a tight end. And... There's scouts out there that are fawning over this guy. So much, in fact, that one of the scouts had said, quote, our tight end coach said it's the most upside he's ever seen in a tight end prospect. So, I mean, those are just music to my ears. If you're looking for a cheap tight end, because the tight ends are thin. I'm thinking Dolphins might take him with their, their number one pick if he slips that far. Does he have a shot to slip in that far? They're projecting he might go in the middle rounds of the drafts. Oh, so awesome. and yeah, he could he could get to them. All right, it's very possible. I mean, the Giants may go after him. I know the Giants don't really have reliable tight ends. We'll see what happens. But this is a guy that I think you should put on your radar at least if you see his name in the drafts. Yeah, and that's fair. We'll definitely do a draft, at least one draft. Uh, if not to, we'll probably do a couple of draft shows, uh, as we're getting closer that, cause that's fun. It's a fun time of year. Everyone's eager to talk football. So we'll, we'll definitely do some draft stuff, uh, when the, the draft comes around. So, all right, well, those are interesting, good picks. And I just, I have some stats here I'll share. Uh, so Matty ice and in, in a career MVP year. I mean, geez, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Is that even right? I mean, that's crazy. 4,944 yards for a 117.1 rating. Obviously, extremely impressive numbers. Career MVP year, 38 and seven, right? But let's just look at Winston. Second year, 28 TDs, 18 interceptions. That's a lot of interceptions. I'll give you that. But 28 TD passes, even with Mike Evans, is no joke. So I, 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 I do think Winston's going to have a, a big year next year. So, And he's got Mike Evans. He was actually the target leader uh, in all of the NFL this year. Obviously, he didn't have the most catches, but saw a lot of volume go his way. And he did drop a couple of balls this year that were a little glaring, but I think those get fixed as you – progressing to the NFL and I think he's going to be one of the stud wide receivers in the NFL hopefully he stays healthy obviously that's always a big factor I would go after a guy like Evans in fantasy drafts and and, and also you have let's not forget their number two receiver was out all year right what's Vincent his name Jackson out all year and he wasn't yeah I mean he was kind of getting phased out of the offense anyway especially sure, with Evans there but- 
Um, I just didn't see him. I, I kind of saw him as like a Roddy, like a poor man's Roddy White this yes, year. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. A great comparison. But still, I mean, you know, I mean, the guy's not on the field. You don't have to think about him. So who's the next receiver up for, for Tampa Bay? You know, not off the top of your head. You don't even know. So God Shepherd. bless. Shepard, right. So oh, no, Shepherd. anyway. What's his name? Uh, the, the white guy. Adam Humphreys. Uh, that's it. Humphreys? Right. Adam Humphreys. Yes. Oh, you're not going to tell me Humphreys is far and away better than Vincent Jackson. My point being, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. So I think we've, we've run our course here, John. Uh, again, fantastic season. Thank you all. I'm going to let you take us out with your closing thoughts and, and close the show down because this is your show, John, and I love you and I appreciate you. So I've had a great time. I've got nothing else to say. I guess go Falcons. Whoever wins, wins. We're all winners, I think. And uh, that's all I've got. And and we'll be back soon with some baseball talk for sure. As always, at Fantasy Dopes on the Twitter, FantasyDopes.com on the webs. And uh, we're on the gram. What's our handle on the gram? Same as all of them, Fantasy Dopes. Wow. Wow. Look at that. We're we're fully integrated here. We're brand. So anyway, we're, yeah. God, God bless all of you. Thank you. And, uh. I'll see you soon. Johnny, please take us out. Bye. Well, that was a very long outro. Thank you very much, Michael. <laughs> it was great to uh, discuss football with you. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that we at least, uh, for our sake, gained some knowledge and, and applied it to our teams and did the best we could to win championships. Unfortunately, we kind of came up short on both ends. But, hey, that's why we play these games. We, we keep going. We have a little bit of a, a reputation now, in my opinion. I think we got to keep up, step up next year, definitely win at least one league, start doing some bragging rights. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep this train rolling. I hope everyone enjoys the Super Bowl. Like you said, go Falcons. I'm, I'm a big Rise Up fan, if you will. That's their uh, motto, I guess you can say. And, look, I'm hoping for a good game. You know, I, obviously I want the Falcons to win, but – you know, like I said before, if the Patriots win, whatever, it's fine. I just want a good game. We've been kind of cheated out of good games this this whole playoff uh, year. So if we have one good playoff game and it's the Super Bowl, totally happy. Going to be great to catch up with friends, family, what have you, all this food. Good luck to whoever wins this NFL playoff challenge. And no, it won't be me. I certainly won't win this thing. And, again, reach out. If you win, don't hesitate. We'll have something for you, whether it be free very ma- small or free something. massages, free massages. <laughs> It'll be something uh, worth your time for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, I know it's it's a bit of a task to listen to somebody that doesn't really have much experience in the radio or broadcast world, at least on the microphone. So it 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 humbles me that you know I have listeners and I have people listening and giving insight and advice and all that other stuff. They think that's very neat and special. And it's something that uh, I'm proud of. I, I like to hang my hat on, even if it's not perfect, if we mess up stats or whatever, I think it's just more or less to kind of diversify yourself. I think that's good to do things that you want to do. And lastly, I do not want to forget our Jillian Parker, our ex host now, Hope she's doing great in Nebraska. Hope she has a successful career. She is going into the, I guess we could say, TV slash broadcasting yeah. world. She is, yeah. She works for NBC. 
NBC, not to cut you off, Johnny, I apologize. But she's she's uh, She just texted me. We can say NBC Nebraska. You can look her up on Facebook at M- uh, Jillian Parker, NBC Nebraska. She uh, She's doing all sorts of news and stuff on camera out there. We're very proud of her. I like to remind her that she would never would have got that job if it wasn't for us. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I know Michael gets a little excited when we mention Jillian's name. But, uh, listen, it humbles me that we were able to at least give her a stepping stone to a successful career path, hopefully, after this little job she has in Nebraska. So, anyone out there, if they're interested on the mic, hit us up. You know where to hit us up. It, it, we've provided that we can help people get into the career path and feel that they want. So I feel like this would be a good passageway to get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all I got for the 2016 season. Let's hopefully we'll be around for the 2017 season and, uh, and do be a little more goofy. That's, that's my little motto. I think we got to be a little more goofy. I can, I can hang with that. But we, we, I think we've kind of, established ourselves a little bit in the last couple of episodes so i'm just rambling on now this is getting way too long (laughs) appreciate y'all listening i'm signing off for the 2016 season enjoy yourselves